All right, tonight we're going to jump back into what the Bible says about, and tonight's topic is a wild topic, is suicide. And suicide is something people really don't like to talk about, but it's something that needs to be talked about. And the word suicide simply means self-murder. That's what it means, and which makes sense. It's the act of designedly destroying one's own life. And there's no doubt that everybody in here, somewhere down the line, has been affected by that topic. And that's not a good thing, or we know somebody, or something such as that, and we're not trying to um, get somebody down in the dumps or get somebody upset. That's not what this is about at all. There's, but there's topics such as this that should be addressed from time to time. You never know what somebody's going through in their life, and they need to hear things like this. And so anyway, um, I, I, uh, probably like you, I, I remember I had a friend... One of my best friends in the 6th and 7th grade, after the 7th grade, he moved off and he moved to another state and I never heard from him again. And I remember coming in the 10th grade one day to class and we came in class and the teacher said, do you all remember? And he said his name and of course everybody, yeah, we all remember him. He said, well, he committed suicide. And I thought, oh my goodness, that just made me sick to hear something like that. A boy in the 10th grade to do something like that. And you hear that stuff all the time. You hear many people doing that. And suicide is the 10th leading cause of death in America. Did you know that? It's the 10th leading cause of death in America. In 2019, there was 47,511 Americans died by suicide. And in 2019, there was an estimated 1.38 million suicide attempts. That's how many people tried to. And the rate of suicide, I didn't know this, is highest in middle-aged white men. I didn't know that. Middle-aged white men. There's many celebrities or famous people. Some of them aren't celebrities. They might be famous or infamous people that's committed suicide. Probably in the last few years, one that comes to mind is Robin Williams. That's one that uh, committed suicide. And you would think that he would have just been on top of the world, but he had... He had a brain problem or something, and anyway, committed suicide. Years ago, there was a lady named Marilyn Monroe. Everybody wanted to be like Marilyn Monroe, and she was supposedly a sex symbol and all this stuff. She committed suicide in 1962. Then there was a guy, he was a singer named Kurt Cobain, and he was the lead singer for Nirvana, and he committed suicide in 1994. You may not know this, but there's another guy, and he's a well-known man, but he's not, um, wasn't an actor or anything like that. His name was Ernest Hemingway, 1961, 1961. And Vincent Van Gogh, the painter, 1890. Adolf Hitler, the terrible person, 1945. Of course, he knew he was defeated and everything else, and he killed himself. It's bad. And then that Epstein guy, he was suicided. <laughs> I mean, he committed suicide. In his, his, I say that joke. I don't know nothing about any of that stuff anyway. It's awful is what it is. But anyway. But there's all kinds of examples in Scripture. There's Bible examples of suicide. Bible examples. Take your Bible and go to the book of Judges. That's where we're going to start this evening. Judges chapter number 16. And there's a great man in the Bible that everybody in here has probably heard of somewhere down the line. And his name is Samson. Everybody's heard of Samson. And Samson's one of those men that everybody knows about. He's the strongest man to ever live. And there's never been a man stronger than Samson. 
And I don't believe Samson looked like that he was a bodybuilder or working out. I believe Samson was a man that God's power came on him. And they looked at him and they said, we don't understand how he's able to do this. And it was by God is how he was able to do it. And so anyway, there was Samson. And Samson was God's man. He was a judge in the scriptures. He was a deliverer for the nation of Israel. God set him aside from his mother's womb. I'm talking about before he's even born, God had a special job for Samson. He said, this boy here, he said, he's not able to ever cut his hair. He's going to be a Nazarite. And they got a special oath. They can't do that. And this... Um, and this boy right here, I mean, he can't cut his hair and he can't, he'll never touch alcohol and all these different things. And, and, and there's all kinds of stipulations with that. And God was going to use him in a mighty way and God did use him. But Samson's problem was he lived for the flesh and he lived for lust. And he just couldn't keep his eyes where his eyes needed to be. And there's a lot of people like that. Samson couldn't keep things in check. And so Samson's life, I mean, it was just a mess, one episode after another. And still God was trying to use him to deliver his people, and Samson was too busy doing other things. He was, he was chasing people, women and things, and the kind of women that he shouldn't have been after. They were against God, and they were not his kind of people. And anyway, you see that a lot of times. You'll see Christian young men or Christian young ladies, and next thing you know, they're chasing a young man that's not a Christian or against God or a young man, a Christian young man chasing a young woman that's not for the Lord or whatever. And, and man, that's not the way it ought to be. We, I mean, the Bible says, how can two walk together except they be agreed? And so you want to find somebody that believes like you do and, and uh, worships the same God you do. That's a pretty good start right there. That's a really good start. We want to make sure you're worshiping the same God. But here's Samson. At the end of his life, the Philistines came on him and Anyway, they found his weakness because Delilah worked him over. He got a haircut in the devil's barber shops, what everybody says. And there was old Samson, and he lost his strength. And they took him, and they made a mockery of him. They put out his eyes, and not only did they take his eyes out, the Bible says that they put him in there, and they put him doing a job of an animal. An animal's job was to do all the grain and everything and to grind, grind things, grain. And what they did is they had a wheel and they would turn that thing. And they'd tie those donkeys to them or mules to them. And they would turn, and they'd hook Samson up to that to make fun of him. And then they had this big get-together. And there was 3,000 people all in this great place. And they had a big balcony with all these people. And they got Samson. And they got a little boy to bring him in and lead him around because he couldn't see and boy, they were going to make sport of him, the Bible says. And everybody remembered Samson had killed people, and he was strong, and he was powerful, and all these things. And boy, about that time, there was old Samson, a little kid was having to lead him around. I mean, it was a mockery. They were laughing at him. Well, here in Judges chapter 16, at the end of his life, if you'll read down in verse number 28, it says, And Samson called unto the Lord and said, O Lord God, remember me, I pray thee, and strengthen me, I pray thee, only this once. O God, that I may be at once avenged of the Philistines for my two eyes. And Samson took hold of the two middle pillars upon which the house stood and on which it was borne up, raised up on, and one with his right hand and of the other with his left. See, there's two pillars holding the structure up. Man, he got a hold of one with that hand, and he said, let me fill these pillars so I can stand and not fall over. But he had a different idea. He's about to push them down. And I mean, they got a balcony full of people. That's holding up. Verse 30. And Samson said, let me die. There he is about to die. With the Philistines. And he bowed himself with all his might. And the house fell upon the Lord's. 
and upon all the people that were therein. So the dead which he slew at his death were more than they which he slew in his life. And there he was, and, and he killed all those thousands of people, and he pushed those things down, and it fell, and he knew he was going to die at the same time. And so there's Samson. And Samson committed suicide in a sense, but Samson, not only did he commit suicide, he's ready to die, he couldn't see. He was in a terrible place in his life. But the truth is, he wanted to end it, but he wanted to end them too. It's almost, in that case, would almost be like a guy in a war or something. Even though Samson was in the position he was in because of sin. Sin, the way of the transgressor, the Bible says, is hard. It's not easy, it's hard. And so it's always hard. And Samson learned that. And um, you'll reap what you sow. That scripture is true too. Samson was reaping what he sowed. And here he was. But Samson committed suicide. He wanted to die in order to kill all these people. He knew it would kill him too. But did you know he's still called a hero of faith in the book of Hebrews chapter number 11? That's amazing, isn't it? But that's a guy, whether it was a normal kind of suicide or not, makes no difference. He did kill himself. He did die that way. Another guy in the Bible that killed himself, his name was Saul. I don't know if you remember about Saul, but Saul took a sword and he fell on his own sword because he said, we're defeated. They were in a war. And he said, if those Philistines come and get me, he said, they're just going to abuse me. I mean, they would have loved to got the king. And they would have tortured him. And, been, and he's right. And so he said, he asked his armor bearer, he said, go ahead and kill me so they don't kill me. He said, I can't kill you. You're the king. I can't do that. And so he got his own sword and he fell upon it. And when he did that, his armor bearer came and his armor bearer fell on his sword. And both of them died. He said, well, my king's dead. I'm going to go ahead and kill myself too. So there's a second guy. And Saul, he ultimately died for disobeying God too. He wouldn't even lost his kingship. He wouldn't have lost the war had he not turned against God. But he sinned against God and God said, okay, I've got a boy named David. I'll make him king in your place. And that's exactly what he did. Now, the most famous person that committed suicide in the Bible, take your Bible and go to Matthew chapter 27. Matthew chapter 27 is Judas. Everybody knows that story. Matthew chapter 27, probably the most famous known suicide in Scripture was Judas. You say, well, what did Judas do? Well, he sold out the Lord for 30 pieces of silver. Honestly, can you think of anything lower than that? What's the worst thing a person could do? Selling out your Savior. Selling out the Lord. Now, I'll be honest with you. Judas was a lost man. He wasn't saved. You say, well, I thought the Lord called him. He said, have I not chosen you twelve? And one of you is a devil. Do you know which one it was? I think I know. I think it's Judas. <laughs> sure it was. And he never was a saved man to begin with. And he sold out the Lord, and when he sold out the Lord, he knew that he had done wrong. And man, what a mess it was. And look here in Matthew chapter 27, verse number 1. When the morning was come, all the chief priests and elders of the people took counsel against Jesus to put him to death. And when they had bound him, they led him away and delivered him to Pontius Pilate, the governor. Then Judas, which had betrayed him, when he saw that he was condemned, repented himself. And brought again the thirty pieces of silver to the chief priest and elders, saying, I've sinned, and that I betrayed the innocent blood. He said, this man's innocent. 
And they said, What is that to us? See thou to that. And he cast down the pieces of silver in the temple and departed and went and hanged himself. You know what happened? It was too late. He'd already betrayed him. And he couldn't take it back. And they said, What's that to us? And he threw the money down. Didn't mean anything to him then. And he went out and the Bible says he hanged himself. Did you know the scripture? Turn back over here to uh, Matthew 26 and verse, um, the Lord talks about him that's going to betray him. And look what he says, verse 23. They're all asking, Lord, is it I? Lord, is I? He said, what if he's going to betray me? Lord, is it I? And he says in verse 23 at the Lord's Supper, And he answered and said, He that dippeth his hand with me in the dish, the same shall betray me. The Son of Man goeth as it were written of him, but woe unto that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It had been good for that man if he had not been born. Now, it doesn't mean that he shouldn't have been born because he was destined to do it, because in a sense he was. The Lord knew what he was going to do. But Judas had a choice, and Judas made the wrong choice. And he said, now that if, since you're going to betray me, and after you betray me, it had been better for you not to even been born. I mean, if you're going to betray the Lord Jesus Christ, you'd be better off not to even ever live. But the truth is, he was born. And boy, Judas is in a bad place right now. And I bet he's wishing he wasn't ever born. I'd, I'd rather not even be born than die and go to hell, wouldn't you? You're going to go there forever. But I'm going to heaven, so I'm glad I'm born. <laughs> and you can too if you trust Christ. Anybody can. And so that makes it good. But there's old Judas. Now there's another one. A Bible example. Take your Bible and go to John chapter 10. John chapter 10. And it's been said that this man committed suicide. In a sense, yes, but not really. Not in the sense that you think of. That's kind of like a guy in war. Many times in war, somebody's thrown a grenade and there's been a brave soldier jump on that and save the rest of the folks with him. You say, well, he committed suicide. Well, I guess he did, but in his mind, he was saving lives. He said, I'm going to give my life so they can all live. That's a different thing. That's a heroic thing. So it's not the same thing as somebody like what Robin Williams or somebody like that did. But look in John chapter 10, the most famous man to ever live. John chapter 10, and it's the Lord Jesus Christ. And he says in verse 14, I am the good shepherd and know my sheep and am known of mine. As the Father knoweth me, even so know I the Father. And look at this. And I lay down my life for the sheep. Verse 17. Therefore doth my Father love me because I lay down my life that I might take it again, the resurrection. No man taketh it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down and I have power to... To take it again. What a blessing that is. He's got power to lay it down. He's got power to take it again. And what he says is, I'm laying down my life. You say, well, they crucified him only because he led them. He willingly died on the cross. He could have called for uh, 12 legions of angels. We just studied about angels recently. And he could have called for 12 legions of angels and said, y'all come back and get me. And man, they could have come back and fought. And it, there's nobody would have been taking him. It doesn't matter who it was. But yet he still laid down his life willingly for others. He laid down his life so that me and you might go free. And he said, not only am I going to lay it down, he could do something nobody else could do. He said, I'll take it back up. He got up on the third day. That's why we celebrate Easter. 
I'm glad about that. But did you know even in his life there were skeptics? And even the Jews got talking about him. And they asked him, they said, are you going to kill yourself? You know, that's sometimes how suicide gets started. People start talking. Craziness. Look in John chapter 8. You'll see people all the time, you know, things happening. And you'll hear about this one. She, she stayed on him until he did it and told him to do it. Or he told her to do it. And I'm going to tell you right now. You can tell me to do it all you want to. I'm not doing it. <laughs> Your words are of no effect to me when it comes to that. John chapter number 8. John chapter number 8, verse 22. Then said the Jews, will he kill himself? Because he saith, whither I go, you cannot come. Is he going to kill himself? Is that what he's talking about? Well, he did die. Now, I'll show you another one, though. Look in Luke 4. Here it is. Here it is right here. Luke 4. And this is the problem in my in as far as my opinion is concerned, you ever heard about the time that the Lord was tempted by the devil? That devil, he's, boy, he's something else. He's a rascal, isn't he? Ugly, mean. He doesn't care about anybody but himself. And he gets the Lord in verse 1. Look in Luke 4, 1. And Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, being forty days tempted of the devil. And in those days he did eat nothing, and when they were ended, he afterward hungered. I bet, didn't eat forty days. I'm hungry right now. And I ate not very long ago. And the devil said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, command this stone that it be made bread. And Jesus answered him, saying, It is written, that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. And the devil taketh him up into a high mountain, showed, him, showed unto him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. Well, he's something, isn't he? And the devil said unto him, All this power will I give thee, and the glory of them, for that is delivered unto me. He's the God of this world. And to whomsoever I will, I give it. If thou therefore wilt worship me, all shall be thine. If you'll just fall down and worship me, I'll give you everything. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Get thee behind me, Satan. For it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. He didn't fall for any of it. And he brought him again to Jerusalem and set him on a pinnacle of the temple. When we was in Israel, they showed us a spot, and they said they believed this is where it was. Maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. And said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down from hence. For it is written, He shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee. And you know what he just said? He took him up on a pinnacle up in a high place and he said if you're the son of God jump off and kill yourself that's what he said that's exactly what he's saying fall off die kill yourself back years ago they had a lady that jumped out of a uh, off of a building or out of a window like 80 something stories high and you may remember that time magazine or one of them had her laying on a limo dead and they took a picture and they said the most beautiful suicide I thought you're sick people even who would even say something like that I mean just laid out there just craziness well here's the Lord and they're telling the Lord he says jump go ahead and just end it all right here you know I think the devil's behind a lot of that a lot of people he gets in people's minds and he works with people I, I could tell you I counsel somebody every day, whether it be by text message or phone call or something. 
I mean, seven days a week, 365 days a year, and I would say a lot more than more than one a day on average, many a day. I've, I've, I've counseled with many people today, and that's okay. I don't mind that. That's part of what I do, and that's okay. I'm not saying I'm the best at it, but if I can help somebody, I'm glad to help somebody. And many of you work with people. You work with people, and you're helping people, and some of y'all teachers and things like that. Well, you're, you're, you're right in the same boat, you know. Thank God for you. But anyway, I've heard people say, I just keep hearing voices. I said, what's the voices? They're telling me to kill myself. Well, let me tell you, that's not God's voice. God would never tell you to do that. And a lot of times there's something wrong in somebody's life or they've, let, they've allowed the devil to get in some way and they're not in church and they're not serving God. I've had people say, and I've read about people too, like the, some of those school shooters early on, they said, well, I had voices telling me to go in and shoot all these people. Well, you tell the voices no. That's what you tell them. You tell them no. That's satanic is what they, I mean, it's bad. God would never lead somebody to do that. Never, ever. And see, even the devil, we see that we've got scriptural evidence where he tried to get the Lord to kill himself. That's amazing, isn't it? I'm glad he didn't do it, aren't you? I'm glad the Lord stuck with the plan. And let me tell you, we're on the winning side because he did. The devil's not. You know, there's Bible examples of people that wanted to commit suicide but didn't. A good one would be Job. One time, Job over there, we were studying some of Job here a while back, and we'll try to get back to it eventually. But you got Job over there, and Job, there's not a better man in the Bible than Job. And the devil comes up one day, and he says to the Lord, and got talking to him, the Lord said, what are you doing, devil? He said, I'm just walking to him for oath of the earth, and looking to see who I can get next, is what he's saying. He said, well, is thou considered my servant Job? There's none like him in all the earth. He said, my servant Job, he said, there's none like him. He's the best I got. He said, oh, I've considered him. He said, you got a big hedge of protection around him. But if you didn't have that hedge of protection, he'd curse you to your face. You know what the Bible says? Job had ten children. He was the wealthiest man in the east. I mean the wealthiest. Thousands of sheep, thousands of all these different livestock. Job had a relationship with God, and he feared God, and he hated evil. You know what the Bible says? God said, okay, I'll take the protection down, but you can't take his life from him. And you can't hurt him. The devil said, deal. He'll curse you to your face. You know what he did? That day, he took everything Job had, all of his substance, all of his herd, all of his cattle, everything he'd built up to, took it all. And one, just, boom, it's gone. And then he had ten children, seven boys and three daughters, and he killed all of them. He killed all of his children in one day. Job lost all of his wealth and all of his children, had ten funerals in one day. And the Bible says, even through that, Job never charged God foolishly or sinned with his mouth. And the devil came back again. He said, what you doing now, devil? He said, same thing I was doing the last time. He said, if you consider my servant Job, there's none like him in all the earth. He goes, yeah, but he said, if you'd let me get a hold of him and hurt him, he said, things would be, he said, you didn't let me touch his flesh. He said, you let me touch his flesh. And he said, that'll fix him. And the Lord said, okay, you can touch his flesh, but you can't take his life. And the Bible says that he came to Job and he put boils from the crown of his head to the, sole, the heel of his foot, the bottom of his foot. From top to bottom, he had boils all over his body. He lost 10 kids, lost everything he had. Now he's lost his health and incurable disease. And then his wife comes up to him. She said, why don't you just curse God and die? 
That's all he wanted anyway. He wanted him to curse God. Why don't you just curse God and die? And, I mean, the devil had her right there in his hip pocket. <laughs> the devil had her speaking for him. He even lost his, his wife even turned against him. But Job still didn't do wrong. But when the next chapter rolled around, the Bible says that Job cursed his day. And when it says it cursed his day, he meant the day he was born. I wish my parents wouldn't even have me. I'd just soon die than be like this. You say, well, that's, that's pretty harsh words. You bury ten kids in one day. Job did. That's unbelievable. That's unbearable is what it is. But Job did it. And Job made it through it. And let me just say something. It had been easy to give up. It had been easy to end his life. But because he didn't, at the end of his life, God blessed him greatly. He got back double what he had before. All the substance. Then he got ten kids again. I've heard people even suggest that they believe it's the same kids. God gave them back to him. I don't know if it was or not. But I know this much. He lived another 140 years or something like that after all that. And Job got to bounce his grandkids and his great-grandkids and his great-great-grandkids on his knees, the Bible says. That's something, ain't it? He got to see some wonderful things. God blessed him greatly because of what he went through. I guess the moral of that story is you might be going through a hard time and it might be bad. Don't quit. You might get around the corner and it might be better than it's ever been. Just stick with God. Stick with him. Another guy that wanted to commit suicide, his name was Jonah. He was an unlikely guy. God says, I want you to go down there to Nineveh and preach against that city. They're wicked. Just go down there and preach against them. Jonah said, I'm not going down there. He went down there to the boat docks and got him on a, got on a little ship going to Tarshish, the opposite direction. God said, that's all right. You're not going there. You just think you are. I said, go to Nineveh. But he didn't go, so God caused a big problem. They threw him overboard because there's a big a uh, um, storm in the sea and he's all about to die jo and Jonah said it's me you throw me over you'll all live and threw him over sure enough God prepared a great fish and that fish came up swallowed him up just like and by the way there's fish that have swallowed men and there's whales that have swallowed men by whole and they live to tell about it and I've given you a bunch of those things too about that but anyway it's pretty amazing and for three days and three nights he's in the belly of the whale and he was praying and when he got out, the second time God called him, he said, I want you to go to Nineveh. And, buddy, he went to Nineveh. He didn't have to call him a third time after that. He had a, he graduated Whale University, you know. <laughs> He'd been down in the mouth for three days. He's ready to go and do what God said. God has a way of getting your attention. And, boy, he went and he did what he was supposed to do, and he preached. And, God, and he said, 40 days, and Nineveh's going to be destroyed if you don't get right. And they all got right. And when they got right, he got mad. I mean, I'm talking about the capital of Assyria was Nineveh. This was a major city. 120,000 children in the city, not counting adults. And they all got right. And because they got right, God spared them. You know what Jonah happened to him? He got mad. He said, well, is it do you good to be angry? He said, I want to, I'm angry unto death. You said, well, why didn't you want them to get right? Because they were Israel's enemies. It wasn't really a racial thing. They were the enemies of Israel. And he hated their enemies. Maybe it was. I don't know. But he hated those people. He didn't want them to get right. He wanted God to kill them. And here they are and they got right. And Jonah got mad and wanted to die. But I don't read that he died. I didn't read that. In the tribulation period, people's going to want to die. And they won't be able to, the Bible says. That's Revelation 9, 6. Now you say, well, what's the reasons for suicide? There's 
all kinds of reasons, but there's not really any good ones. Sometimes divorce. Sometimes these kids, a boyfriend or a girlfriend. Really, they're not worth that. 30 years from now, you won't even remember their names. Drugs and alcohol. People not in their right mind, taking things that's messing up their mind. Bankruptcies. Health issues. Maybe death of loved ones. Maybe people that's mean to others, you know, you're getting the, all that kind of stuff. Whatever. But there's all kinds of reasons that people have for that. But God gave us life, and God has the power to take it. And it's not our job to do that. And to be honest with you, people can have all kinds of reasons for it, but there are scriptures that against suicide. Take your Bible and go to Ecclesiastes chapter 7. Ecclesiastes chapter 7. And the Bible talks against suicide. You go to Psalms. And you're right from Psalms. Make it easier to find. Say, so, why don't you do that? Because that's what I just did. <laughs> you got Proverbs. You're getting warmer. You go there to Ecclesiastes. Right after Proverbs. Ecclesiastes chapter 7. Ecclesiastes chapter 7. Now watch this verse. Ecclesi People say, well, it's my time. It's my time. That's like that guy said he didn't like to fly. And he said, well, man, he said, the plane might crash. He said, yeah. He said, but if it's your time, it's your time. He said, yeah, but what if it's not my time? No. And anyway, he said, well, that's true. And they got going back and forth a while back. And the guy said, and, you know, he said, well, what if it's the pilot's time? <laughs> Ecclesiastes seven seventeen. Be not over much wicked, neither be thou foolish. Why shouldest thou die before thy time? You know what that just told you? That told you a person can die before they're supposed to. Early. Don't be foolish. Be careful with what you're doing. Don't be reckless. A person can die before they're supposed to. And so, anyway, that's... I don't wish that on anybody. I don't wish it on any family. Any family at all. Now... Suicidal people need to know some things. You say, well, they need to know. I couldn't teach this lesson without saying that. And you may know some suicidal people. You may deal with some people. And I hope you're not that way. But if you are, there's some things suicidal people need to know. You say, well, they need to know, number one, that they are loved. They don't, might not think they are, but they are. You say, well, who loves you? Your family loves you. You say, who loves you? Your church loves you. Who loves you? God loves you. Sure he does. That's reason enough right there. They say, well, nobody cares about me. Oh, well, yes, they do. God cares about you. God cares about you. The second thing, the Bible teaches against suicide. I just gave you one scripture. That's a good reason not to do it. The Bible teaches against suicide. As a matter of fact, your life and my life belongs to the Lord. We don't get to pick what we do, where we live, anything. We just need to get in God's will and let God work out those details. That's God's job. The Bible tells you in 1 Corinthians 6, 19 and 20 that you've been bought with a price. You're not your own. You belong to God now. If you belong to Him, you don't get to decide how long you live or don't live. That's up to the Lord. Up to the Lord. Number three, what should the suicidal people need to know? That there is hope. God can turn things around. You know what people think? There's no way this can get resolved. There's no way it can get turned around. And lo and behold, 
They turn it over to God and they wait and God can fix it. God, there's not a problem that you have or I have that God cannot fix. It might take time, but God can fix it. How about this one, number four? Suicide will not end your problems. People say, well, that'll just end my... No, just because you're not willing to deal with your problem and take care of it, that doesn't mean somebody else won't. You're leaving your problems behind for somebody else to have to deal with. And not only are they going to have to deal with whatever problems that you had that caused you to commit suicide, you also, they'll also have greater problems because they're going through grief now. And that's a bad thing. Think about this. A person that commits suicide is only thinking of themselves. They're not thinking of And now in their mind, they may think they're thinking of somebody else, but you're not. And your whole family is going to suffer over that. There's no reason to put your family through it. The fifth thing, and this, I mean, it's just true. I mean, it's kind of rough, but it's true. There's a chance that your attempt will fail. Did you hear what I just said? There's 40-something thousand people that committed suicide in 2019, and over a million attempted it. I wonder how many of them are disfigured now. I wonder how many of them were in a vegetable state. Can you imagine? What if it doesn't work? I've heard of all kinds of people trying to do crazy stuff to kill themselves, and it didn't take. And losing body parts and all kinds of bad. Just, that's, I just don't think I could do it. I don't want to do it anyway. How about uh, number six? Suicidal people need to know that there is forgiveness with God. Sometimes many people are holding so much guilt and they think, man, I've really done something wrong. And many times somebody does a horrendous thing. And maybe it's a, a terrible thing. And, and I'm not going to mention those kind of things, but I know of a bunch of them. A lot of times you'll find out later, yep, that's what they did. But let me tell you something. God's a forgiving God. And just remember that. A lot of people think they're beyond forgiveness, and that's why they want to end it all. But you're never beyond forgiveness with God. Nobody's perfect. That doesn't give us a license to sin. We shouldn't go out and try to do wrong. But the truth is, God can forgive, and he will forgive. And you've got to move on. You've got to move on. Now, one more thing. There's a big teaching, and I don't know how many times people's asked me about it, but many times, and they'll say this. They say, well, if a person commits suicide, they have to go to hell. How many of you ever heard that? Raise your hand if you just heard it. Sure you have. Everybody in here has heard it. That's a lie. You don't go to hell for committing suicide. There's not one scripture in the Bible that will tell you that. I'll challenge anybody right now. Show me one scripture. I'm not challenging you out of being mean. I'm just saying it's not in there. That doesn't mean, so if a person person commits suicide, they can't go to heaven. That is not in the Bible. You say, what is that? I don't mean to be ugly. I'm not talking about religions, but I'm going to tell you where it came from. It's a Catholic teaching. It came from the Catholic Church. and And the Catholic Church will tell you, it's not just, I'm not just blowing. They'll tell you that they go by the church, what the church says, what the Pope says, and what the Bible says, and by tradition. And so where the Bible is our final, um, final authority in all matters, the Word of God is, it's not for them. I'm not talking bad about them. That's just what they say. And they'll tell you, they'll say, if the Pope says something that's against the Bible, then the Pope's right and the Bible's wrong. It, but we say, if the preacher, that's me, says something against the Bible, the preacher's wrong and the Bible's still right. See, we've got to go by the Bible. And so that's where that has come from. But you'll never find one scripture anywhere in the Bible. 
And so people say, well, that loved one, they, they did that. I hate it that they did that. But that doesn't mean that they're not in heaven. If they were saved, they're in heaven. It's all dependent on whether or not you're saved. People say they start making these sins, and they say, well, this one will send you there, that one will send you there. No, having a sin nature is what sends you to hell. And rejecting Christ, knowing you have the sin nature. We have to know Christ as our Savior to go to heaven. And if you don't know him, you can't go. Now, I didn't try to bring any of this up to try to bother people or for them to remember bad things or somebody in their past or somebody in their family. I hope that didn't bother you if it did, but it still needs to be talked about because there's, we're alive, and people alive need to know you don't need to do that. No matter how bad it is, don't do it. Don't do it. It's not worth it. And so I just want to give you some stuff tonight on what the Bible says about suicide. All right, we're going to stop there.